Hello, Esther Deborah here, and this is Agape Love, Love is Here. This is one of the many video sections of the ministry of Pastor Deborah, helping people the Lord's way. Please enjoy the video, and we look forward to you coming again. Pastor Deborah hopes you enjoy hearing about how she has learned how to help people the Lord's way, and have her many wonderful spiritual experiences throughout many, many years of helping people. Welcome again to a video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries. This is Pastor Deb. Love always and forever. Hello. As you are listening to this video called Dominion, Basic Care of the King's International Spiritual Care University. I've created this little video to help you see the steps that I had to take to get to where I am today. Each one of the steps is representative and eventually I walk through a door. So let me go through each little step with you. First, I had to have a heart to help people. Oh, it wasn't the right heart in the world's way. I needed a new heart, new concepts, a way of a kingdom and dominion that you're learning about to help people the Lord's way. Then I had to be led and drawn to a church that was in a mighty revival where the presence of the Lord was being poured out through many different ways through the young evangelist called to come down to the altar get the sin out get your life right with God and then the prayer team would pray with you and I lived on the floor in a wonderful presence of God as he was cleaning me and preparing me to do his work during this time I was introduced to a young man from the Bahamas Faith Ministry, Dr. Miles Monroe. He was teaching on a subject I had never heard of, the kingdom of God, and how you have to rediscover it. I watched him on TV, got his books and read them. They helped me to change from helping people the way of the world to the king's way, the way of dominion and authority and the kingdom. Then I joined and I went and became a prayer minister myself. And during that time, I learned how to have the presence of God move through me, through my spirit, my soul, and my physical body to touch and reach others. I would need that and I had to learn how to live with it and be comfortable in it. For I was going to have to do this for many years to come. Then, while on the prayer team, my first introduction into helping people the Lord's way was shown to me. During a prayer meeting late at night, a young woman had come to the altar and was manifesting. You would have thought we needed a straitjacket and to take this person to the mental health facility. But I heard a young man say to her, I bind you in the name of Jesus. And everything stopped. I was being shown something I knew nothing about that I would have to learn about to help people the Lord's way. 
and I realized I needed some education, so I went to every Sunday school class. I sat in every one, and I go, no, that's not it, that's not it, that's not it. I got to a class where the teacher was teaching out of a book called The Strong Man's, his name, What is His Game, by the Robertsons. It was a deliverance ministry class to teach about casting out of devils, strong men that are controlling the lives of people. I learned in that class after five years that the ministry of casting out of devils was one-fourth of Jesus Christ's ministry on earth. He did many things with us. He healed, he healed people's minds, their physical sicknesses, through casting out of devils who were vexing and tormenting humanity. And then I joined the team. I sat in the class, read the book over and over, and I learned that I had dominion and authority from the kingdom of heaven as I was learning on the side by Dr. Miles Monroe. I was rediscovering my authority and dominion to cast out demonic spirits out of people's lives, how to break curses from words that were spoken, how to stop the enemy's plans in a person's life, and to speak healing and deliverance and peace into the lives of many. Then during this time, we started working with a young girl named Dawn. I didn't know anything about it, but she was a multi-generational Satanist who was a praise and worship leader, precious, precious young lady. And I was sitting on her foot while the instructor and the coordinator were quietly casting out demonic spirits. And they said, let's put some oil on her inserts. And I asked another team member, what is an insert? And she said, you do not know what it is? I go, no, I don't. She said, go get the book by Dr. Rebecca Brown. He came to set the captives free, and you'll learn. So I did, and boy did I learn. I learned of a world that I knew nothing about, that I was venturing into to help people the Lord's way. I had to read the book over and over again, and the world was being opened up to me that I had never seen. A world hidden in the darkness of the realm of the Spirit. Then I began reading more books about demonic spirits, casting out of devils, healing, prayers, word curses, anointing. Everything I could get my hands on I was reading, studying videos and deliverance ministries. And then the tests were coming from within the church, from within the family, for I had walked through a door that I knew nothing about. I was climbing steps into a high place of the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God that I knew nothing about. And the tests were coming. The attacks were coming. And I had to learn how to bind in the name of Jesus Christ according to Matthew 18 and 18. I had to learn. I was fast-tracked for God was in a hurry to reach multi-generational Satanists, witches and those in vampirism and the occult and homosexuality through me. I knew that. And I studied six books at one time. Was passing my test. I would barely get two or three days rest. And another one would come. And then another one. And another one. Then more books and more study. On the deliverance team. Getting in trouble all the time. Where I was moving in the gift called discerning of spirits. 
that I had to study or I knew nothing about. I stayed in Genesis 1.26. I stayed with Dr. Miles Monroe, watched all his videos, watched his church service, read his books and reread them, looked up every scripture about the king and the kingdom. My whole concepts were changing. And I was going from being just a church member, denominational member, to a kingdom person, a king of the kingdom of heaven. Then came the knowledge and the truth about disassociation, multiple personalities, the gift that Satan used to create his mind-controlled slaves. During this time, the matrix came out with Neil Anderson. I learned, I grew, I watched the three faces of Eve. I learned how trauma and abuse through the gift that was given to humanity to save them and help them. The gift of imagination. I had to study it and learn it in order to help people the Lord's way. Then came Amanda in church, a 14-year-old who I led to the Lord who grew up in multi-generational Satanism. And along with her, I was doing ministry with Dawn who grew up in multi-generational Satanism. I was beginning to learn about the spirit realm as they would call it astral travel and projection. I was learning to travel myself. I had walked through the door that was open to me into another realm I knew nothing about that I had to learn because I was going to help those people in that realm called the spirit. Then came Candy into my life and out of her life I learned more and more. I did more and more deliverance. And I was being tested and tested in order to help people the Lord's way. I grew from being a church member, a former mental health counselor, into a mighty king. I still study the kingdom and the king today. Still watch Miles Monroe videos and reads his books. I still study deliverance and the enemy. Right now I'm trying to study the dragon. The dragon smog out of the hobbit to relate it to a great nation that has the dragon as its symbol. You have to study and learn to help nations and land and people the Lord's way. So I walked through the door and I stepped into the realm of the Spirit with knowledge and understanding but always knowing there's more to learn, more to see, and more to understand. So I wanted to bring this to you with this little short video as you watch this basic care of the King's International Spiritual Care University on Dominion and Kingdom. Love, Pastor Deborah. Hello, Pastor Deborah here again. And we are in another King's International Spiritual Care Universities class. We're still in the basics. When are we going to get finished with that? It will be some time. Today's course and class is called, as you see on the board, Basic Ancient Dominion. When I was learning how to help people the Lord's way. Remember I had been in the world of mental health counseling. 
nationally clinically certified mental health counselor. Been in private practice. Worked in hospitals, community centers. I thought I knew everything. But I had a whole new way to learn the Lord's way. Now I have put in front of this video, as you will have already seen, a little brief road, path, steps that I took. Things I had to learn. Just to help people. Just to get going. And all of that happened probably with started when my stirring and being dissatisfied with the mental health world. That probably was always there. But then I had to put it down at the request of my Lord and my King. I gave up a job. I went penniless. If it wasn't for my husband's military retirement, I had no money. I had to give up that. I didn't know why. But I was trying to make money, you know, from my mental health counselor. And God was trying to get me to be dependent on him to live with less wasn't pleasant at all and then it had to begin I had to be unsettled my heart had to not fit anymore my mind had to be questioning how I was helping people the system that I was in I didn't know anything so let me I'll give you a brief again I think I wrote it down somewhere let me see if I can find it here Okay, what you saw on the little early video I made was sort of my journey. I had to always be first in the presence of the Lord. He had to be paramount in my life. I had to be in His Word. I had to be for many, many, many years in a powerful church or whatever church He led me to, to sit under the teaching, the praise and worship. That was always fundamental then my heart had to start being unsettled wasn't happy doing what I was doing didn't know why but a stirring was occurring I'm sure my spirit was doing it along with him then what happened there was a newspaper article about some church and it showed people laying on the floor in some kind of revival. Never heard of it. I was in a Lutheran church. A very small Lutheran church. So what happened was. Between family and God. I was led to go one Friday night. And I went. Two choirs were singing. It was big and loud. I had to cover my ears. It was so loud. Never heard such praise and worship music. Sat down next to an elderly couple. Don't even know what the pastor preached on but at the end all I heard was come to the altar and get right with God so I did what I do I kneeled down and cried for 45 minutes cried about what I don't know what was God doing I don't know but something was happening so I walked back sat down to the elderly couple and they said go get prayer Get some, get more of the Lord. And I go, what? What is more of the Lord? Got me. 
because my heart was seeking and searching, I went. Somebody took their little hand and went, Touch her, Lord. I physically fell down. I could hear everything. I just was peaceful. Never felt that before. When it was when I could finally move, maybe 30 minutes later, I sort of crawled in my dress back to the pew. And the elderly couple said, go get some more of the Lord. What are you talking about? More of what? But I was being led and drawn, so I went. Pow. I laid next to a guy with a black tuxedo on. It was a Friday night. Get up. I felt drunk. I had been drunk before I knew what it felt like, but I hadn't been drinking anything that night. Staggered back to my car. But the next day I read the Ten Commandments right out of, from Moses, and I saw what he was talking about. The light had come on. Something had broken off my life. Some light had been turned on or something. I don't know what. I was so excited. I knew my life had changed. So, I, my son was at a Lutheran church summer camp. I told him about it. So, Sunday morning, we went to our Lutheran church. Sunday night, we went to this church. He wanted to get prayer, but he was afraid he might get hurt. So, I held his hand and watched him fall. And they asked me if I wanted him. And, yeah, okay. My life was changed. So for the next, I don't know, 10 years, my life was spent on the floor in the very presence of the Lord. Was it his spirit coming out of me? I was already saved since four, probably. Breaking through, tearing the veil into my spirit, coming out of the Holy of Holies, shining its light out, probably. I don't know. Was it coming through the prayer team member? I don't know. Still don't. All I know was it changed my life. I have a lot of stories uh, that I'll read later, letters, that uh, a lot of psychics and jewelers and witches and the occult wrote to me telling that they wanted to help change my life and help me. And they had certain ways they could do it. And I knew if I did that, my life would be changed, just like it was with this. So, on my road, my steps, I saw a doorway. I walked through it. In the presence of the Lord, I was drawn and I went. And then I got prayer and got more prayer. Went to the altar more and got more prayer, got more prayer. And then I watched a show on, I think, a Christian called TBN. One Friday night before I went to church. It was Dr. Miles Monroe from the Bahamas Faith Ministry. He was teaching that there is a product that a manufacturer makes. And only the manufacturer knows the product. Has the manual to it. And when you take that product to an unauthorized dealer, it's not going to work. And he related that, that we are a spiritual being from a kingdom. And the manufacturer was a king. 
And if we take our spirit to anybody else, then we're going to an unauthorized dealer. That made sense to me. My eyes were beginning to go into the kingdom of heaven. And that I was a king and had dominion. He opened up Genesis one twenty six to me, which we're going to talk about. Got his books. Watched his videos. King, kingdom. The characteristics of a king. The nature of the king. The law of the kingdom. The king, the king, the kingdom. The king, the kingdom. I stayed there. My eyes were being opened to the very message that this young man, Jesus Christ, started preaching. Coming out of the wilderness, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He said any time he cast out devils, the kingdom of God was being demonstrated on earth. Never heard of such stuff. All I knew about was church religion, memberships, denominations. Become a member, become a pastor, a missionary. In the choir, Sunday school teacher, nothing about a kingdom. Nothing about the, I was a king with dominion myself. I was told just to hang on, have hope, faith. Just endure going through life. And if I had problems, go to the mental health community. Oh, boy, was I on a road. So eventually, after maybe a year, I got on the prayer team myself. And I started learning how this power could come through me. I used to sweat and shake and shiver. Because when it comes, it's like vibrating power and fire. I had to learn to walk in it. My spirit had to learn to be a part of it. It was like going through a day of the Pentecost where the power of God was coming down. I had to learn to be and live in that and minister to people. I had to learn to start seeing what's the difference between flesh and spirit. I got my prayer language. I don't I speak, but I don't speak out loud. And I can't even interpret that stuff. God has to interpret. And do you know what I found out about the prayer language with me? I watched a Derek Prince video. He's long gone now and he is saying that when the spirit of the lord talks and you speak in this tongues everybody gives somebody gives an interpretation and they're always saying thus says the lord but the people believe that they are talking to god but then when the interpretation came it was this is what god just said through your mouth so he did uh, an exercise with us so I spoke in tongues and then I quietly waited for the interpretation. It was God was using my spirit and my mouth to speak to me. I had come so one with him that he could talk through my spirit with my spirit to me. Now I know, never know what he's saying. I have to say, okay, what's the interpretation? There has been times when God himself will be in my, the Holy Spirit, will be in my spirit, and he will directly deal with Satan and his demons. I'm not doing it. Because if you listen to the voice of Jesus Christ in the four Gospels, he said, my father is here in me. He's doing his own work. 
And there would be times when you would see the father come forth, when he would say, children. And then he'd back up, and then Jesus would talk. So they, when you hear me talking, it's not me, it's him. When you see me, you don't see me, you see him. So I had to learn all of this in order to help people. So then the next thing, being on this prayer team myself, I saw something in the sanctuary. It was late at night. There wasn't anybody left, and a big heavy set lady had just gotten prayer, and she was sort of laying on the steps. And they went to pick her up, and she started barking and like a dog, and tongue coming out like a snake. And she started hissing like a cat. I go, oh no. If the mental health community saw this, they would go get the straight jacket and take her straight to the hospital. That was my mental health mind looking at this. Because I had no knowledge of what it was at the time. And then there was this man there. And here's what I heard him say. I bind you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, according to Matthew 18, 18. You be silent. And she goes, So they start to pick her up. Big heavy lady. Put her in a big wheelchair. And on her way down, those things rose up again. And I'm just listening to this young man. He had a different badge. He was on this deliverance team. And I'm sitting there listening to him, sort of whisper in her ear, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Be bound. Be silent. You have no authority here. She sinks down in her wheelchair. They wheel her off to the back room. I don't know what's going on except this is a mental health issue. See, I still had that shadow, that concept that that kind of behavior was mental health oriented. That that was my beginning into the ancient dominion I had to learn about. So God was throwing in the presence of the Lord, the prayer language, king and kingdom, prayer, the power of God. Now I was ready, sort of, to see a powerful, wasn't real powerful, I learned later, but a demonstration. Frustration, a manifestation of a demonic spirit. Didn't even know what a demon was. I read about it in the Bible, but it didn't make any sense. A lot of denominations say even the man in the tombs just had a mental health issue. It really wasn't demons. It was, he just, something. I didn't know. But God knew what he was doing. I was on his path. He was, as I was moving along it, Things would come along. So then, what happened? I decided I need to go to Sunday school. I needed more. I, I, want, I was thirsty and hungry for truth. So I, one Sunday morning, I went to every Sunday. Sat down and, no, that's not it. Left, went to another Sunday school class. No, that's not it. Went to another one. No, they were taking on the book of John. No, the book of... Finally, I got to this one. A lady was teaching. She was teaching out of this book, and let me get it for you. Called. Whoops, let me see if I can get this. Whoops. Strong man's his name. What's his game? An authoritative biblical approach to spiritual warfare by Drs. Jerry and Carol Robinson. 
It was a deliverance class. The Robertsons had been Assembly of God ministers for about 28, 30 years in Costa Rica, and they ran into things that they found in the Bible. And they wanted to have the Assemblies of God, which church we were in. It was called Brownsville Assembly of God. They wanted them to publish this information, but the assemblies did not believe that Christians could have them. Definitely not in America, maybe in Costa Rica, because they were superstitious. But they didn't even believe the demons, if there were such things, could cross the Rio Grande River. There was a big guy in El Paso that said that. He didn't believe it. No, they stayed down there. I said in the Sunday school class, I was shocked. The Robertsons did a wonderful job. They went through methodically. I'll sort of give you an example here. They started with open doors, about faith. Let's see if I can find the first one. What they did was they would take like the spirit, can you see it? I'm trying to get this, of whoops, of divination. Then on the other side, they had a tree. And they would put all the fruit on there with the scriptures. So what happened was this coordinator was going through each one of those, reading, giving the scripture. I sat in on it about a year. And then I you know, bought the book, kept on the prayer team, kept getting prayer myself, reading the Bible, and then I applied to be on this deliverance team, whatever that was. Filled out an application, saw the coordinator watching me on Friday, I think Friday nights I was in the sanctuary, and she watched me pray. Then the application went to the pastor of the church. He had to pray over it. He had to hear from God if I had the, the goods. I moved in the gift of discerning of spirits. If I was one, he wanted on the team to do this work. It was a delicate work. We were dealing with Christians who didn't believe in it. And I got approved. So, Saturday nights, I was part of teams. And I would go into a little room. I was never the leader. And we would work our way through each strong man. And we would cast out devils. Sometimes it got rock and roll time. Ooh, ran into some nasty ones. Then on Friday nights, I was in the sanctuary on the prayer team. Then I started sitting on the pew. And we had badges. I wore a prayer team badge and a deliverance badge. And I would sit in the sanctuary. And when somebody got manifesting from some things that we were casting out, they would call the prayer team person. But in the sanctuary, I was only allowed to bind them up, according to Matthew 18 and 18. I was using this dominion that I had been learning about from the king and the kingdom. This dominion in Genesis one twenty six, where God said, Let us make man in our image and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over things. I was picking up the dominion through deliverance. I was learning that I had power and authority to speak. To tell these things, whatever they were. 
wasn't quite sure yet, so I had to read books and books and books from many different people. And did I find out that there were many different philosophies what these spiritual things were. Some Christians believed they were the human spirits of a fallen race pre-Adamic. They weren't the fallen angels, the demons. People can't believe that people would have these horrible angels inside of them called demons and devils. I was an easy learner. I didn't question a lot. I knew God was leading me and teaching me. I was learning about dominion. I was learning there was a power struggle going on. I had to have power, dominion. I had to have a concept of king and kingdom. I had to move in the power of God. I had to have that prayer language. I had to learn about using my voice. Matthew eighteen eighteen. Some people say it doesn't mean it binds up, but it does and it works. I sat in the sanctuary and I started studying people in praise and worship. Is that flesh? Is that God? Was that a demon agitated and stuff? Lots of training going on. So I'm sitting in the deliverance team. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm reading that book. Then the teacher brought out, excuse me, their part two book. Strong Man's His Name, part two. A lot of great things in here. So I got that and read that. Then I had to go deeper. Remember, I'm already pretty deep from mental health counseling. where they don't believe in this stuff. And most churches and denominations don't believe in devils and demons. We were secretive on the side in a room and only when the pastors and revival was going on. But the only people we were working with were Christians. We worked with pastors and evangelists, pastors' wives, pastors' children, evangelists, ministers, youth pastors, people from all over the world. And how they looked at it was, if something is in my life, and I'm not clean, I want to be clean. If something's in my life interfering with my relationship with God, I want it out of the way. I want to clean my life up. They didn't know. We were gentle and kind. We didn't yell and scream. We didn't do it in the public arena. In the sanctuary, I was only allowed to bind. And at my instructions would be to the people. There was a, it's when you go home, tell your pastor you have some problems. He can contact the coordinator here. And he can learn how to deal with them. I would tell him, don't go and try to cast them out yourself. Deal with them because you don't know what you're dealing with. And you would end up like the sons of Sceva. And you would be in a big mess. A lot of people didn't take Pastor Deborah's words of advice. So what was happening was, I'm in the deliverance session, and a, a young lady named Dawn came. For a month, I didn't do anything with her. She was a multi-generational Satanist. She came there to try to kill one of the uh, pastors, but she was actually sent by her psychiatrist, who she had multiple personalities, and he thought that he had gotten some integrated, but It could happen faster if she came to the deliverance work. So she came. For the first month, I didn't do anything. I just stayed in the sanctuary. I loved it. And then I got called in, and we start doing that. 
watched them and they would get some anointing oil and they would anoint her hand she wouldn't ever take her shoes off and so they'd say let's put some anointing oil excuse me I have to scratch my nose on her inserts and I go there was a lady what's an insert never heard of it Rebecca in the Carol Robinson's in the strongman book there was no talk about inserts the lady next to me said oh you don't know what an insert is I go no I don't she said I'm getting the book go get this book he came to set the captives free by Rebecca Brown and learn so I did Whew. did the occult open up did I learn things I had never heard about in mental health counseling that's the same book I bought and I wanted to show you before I get too far this was the book that Miles Monroe had written Rediscovering the Kingdom now he has gone to heaven but his son and daughter they are still uh, selling the books the videos he's on YouTube great teacher he grew up under as a uh, in the Bahamas when it was a colony of England so he had connections to a king uh, rather Queen Elizabeth and kingdoms he understood but when he went to Oral Roberts University they never had a class on the king and the kingdom the very message that Christ Jesus was teaching but his life taught him so he took that message and God said if you teach the king and kingdom message that he grew up with and it comes out of the four gospels and you look at Isaiah a kingdom was coming a government was coming Jesus Christ said I'm coming out of the wilderness and I'm repent turn your thinking pastor Deborah change from religion Christianity to a kingdom mentality for it is at hand so I had to have that knowledge I had to understand kingdom authority of a king if I was going to deal with these demonic spirits which I was so everything was coming into play on this road I'm walking on ancient dominion coming right out of Genesis 126 I stayed right there for years I was beginning to learn about dominion then I had to study more books I studied every book I could get a hold of about demonic spirits deliverance healing ministries studied John Bradshaw who talked about the inner child I studied Watchman Nee excellent to read this big thick book called the spiritual man excellent read the Rebecca Brown's book I couldn't even read it at nighttime. it was so frightening I could feel the demonics and she tells you at first but my dominion was growing then I even had to be aware of my own spirit <clears throat> so the very first night I'm backing up a little bit here that I did deliverance we had a 16 year old girl I just held her ponytail back and we would cast out the different spirits from the strong man and she'd puke this ugly black stuff into a garbage can I just held her ponytail and said the blood of Jesus that was all I did so when I come home 
I sit down, it's late at night, 12 or 1 o'clock, and I'm hungry. Because usually when we did deliverance, we did we fasted the evening meal. We didn't eat. So I got a plate of chicken or something fixed. And the next thing I know, I'm up here looking down at this. And I'm going, I don't eat that chicken and food. I don't eat that at all. My soul part of me is going, okay, what's going on? Then I look this way I have a TV in the kitchen I don't want TV either my spirit had been out of my body in the deliverance session I was in the spirit didn't even know it it had not come back down into the flesh but I had to learn that I had one I had to learn that deliverance was spiritual work against spiritual enemies I was using spiritual dominion and my spirit did not eat earthly food nor watch television now he could learn from movies that were directed by God but he would have to pull the spiritual out for my spirit to learn okay this was not in my mental health classes None of this was there. Casting out of devils. Kings and kings. The presence of the Lord. Prayer language. Binding demons. That was not a part of my thinking. I had a lot to undo and replace. A lot to throw away disbelieve unhook from myself sort of like Neo because during this time in 1999 the matrix came out I loved it I saw myself as Neo and someone living in a dream world trying to figure it out mental health counselors and I had to be unplugged and I had to take that red pill And then I needed the Holy Spirit in my life like Morpheus to teach me. I had to pass through, get all the fear out, unbelief and doubt. This had to change. And God was walking me on a road. And he was bringing in at the right time what I needed to grow and learn to have ancient dominion. You are not taught that in Christianity. We're taught to hang on. Just have faith. It's God's will. We live in a fallen world. Oh well. Go see your therapist. Take medication. There's no such things as devils and demons. They are superstition. In the rational mental health world that's based on science, there's no such thing. The insurance companies do not pay for casting out of devils. <laughs> but yet in the occult, the witchcraft, the Wiccans who pray to gods and goddesses, they're not considered mentally ill. But if you tell the mental health that you're hearing the voice of God, And he's talking to you. And he's leading you. They believe you are hallucinating. 
Because God doesn't do that. There are some pastors that I ran into who go to certain schools that they don't believe God talks. And if you hear his voice, you need some mental health help. Because you are hallucinating. So I'm walking. I kept on the road and kept going even if I was shocked. Oh, there was a lot of shock going on. Shock and awe was happening to me all the time. But I knew God was helping me. He was leading me. He was showing me things that I knew nothing about. And I needed help to learn how to help people the Lord's way. So what came next? The Rebecca Brown book. Learn about Elaine and the life of the occult. She had a lot to say about the spirits and demons and her life excellent. I was now stepping into even more the ancient dominion. I was applying the king and the kingdom to my life. I was learning about warfare I was going to have to be in. It's called spiritual warfare. I was going to have to come against word curses and powerful forces and these devils and these demons that even Christ Jesus dealt with that were vexing children causing them to fall into the fire having epileptic seizure putting a man in the tombs cutting himself people that were having issues of blood children that were in comas and dead bringing them back to life That was not in the mental health world. Not even in medicine. You you didn't have doctors and uh, social workers and nurses praying for you, casting out things, speaking to viruses and germs. I was way off somewhere else. But I trusted my teacher, the Holy Spirit, to get me where I needed to be. I was going as fast as I could go. So then what happened? We're dealing with Dawn. Other books I was reading. Everything I could get a hold of. More tests were coming. More trials right there in church from my brothers and sisters in Christ. Family test. I spent more time in my laundry room binding up. Stuff coming through husband and brother. Even through son and parents. I'd had to bind in the gym. Rebuke in the gym. I was seeing stuff everywhere. Only training I had was binding. And it was working. And the attacks would come. Verbal. They were running red lights trying to kill me. Tell you a story that was true. I was becoming so dangerous with this knowledge. Of this ancient dominion. That was in Genesis one twenty six. Let them have dominion over stuff. God said, I'm going to give Pastor Deborah the dominion. I'm going to give her my image and my likeness. She's going to rule and reign just like a king should on earth. That was her purpose for being created. She's going to represent the kingdom as an ambassador. I didn't know that in mental health counseling. I was representing other people's thoughts. 
that we learned about. I wasn't learning this. So more books, more tests, more books, more tests, more deliverance time. Oh, I'd get in trouble all the time. I thought I was the only one moving in the gift of discerning of the spirits, but I knew this coordinator was. She was so sweet. And yet so fearful of losing her position because the intercessors who believed they were doing spiritual warfare and battling these strong men and pulling them down, they wanted to do it, but they wouldn't sit under her. A lot of jealousy, a lot of pride, a lot of coveting going on. I just put it along. I'll tell you this one story how I got in trouble. It's at the altar because when you were on the deliverance team, you were also a prayer team member. But you were special. You had special authority by the pastor himself. My voice alone had to do the binding. The ushers could be there, but they couldn't say anything out loud. My first attempt at this in the sanctuary, because the man I had followed, I'd grab his belt loop and I'd follow him around. He got kicked off the team and I got it. I wasn't ready. There was no training what to do in there. My first one was an elderly lady. They called me back to her room. She's sitting in a wheelchair and she is manifesting, jerking husband is standing next. And I got every authority in the church. I got the policemen, the ushers. I got the youth pastor. I got the associate pastor. Got her husband. Got a few more people all standing around. Pastor Deborah was going to see if she had the goods spiritually. So I made a quick prayer and I said, Oh, Father, I hope your binding works. I proceeded to bind the 16 or 17 spirits out of the strong man. That's all I was allowed to do. Not allowed to cast out. And I could bind them up and pray peace. So I worked my way through. I had them memorized. Spirit of Antichrist, I bind you according to Jesus Christ in Matthew 18. Spirit of bondage, spirit of divination, spirit of death, all the way through the spirit of whoredoms. And then I prayed peace. And as I worked my way through them, she. She started calming down. I was on display spiritually. The high officials of the church and the spirit realm and of the enemy were watching. I didn't know that. And and the dominion that I was given in my voice through my renewed concepts, the name of Jesus worked. So it began. I loved the sanctuary. I stayed in it Friday night. The others had gotten tired of it. They wanted to be in the room with just the people. And uh, so I sat in there. I would some days I wouldn't even get to my uh, into the sanctuary. People were manifesting in the parking lots, in the yards. The security guards were calling me, and the rules were it was only my voice, because I was the only deliverance person. A lot of times I didn't make it through the service. I'd get called to the children's area. A children was manifest. Oh, yes, they do that. I'm under desk of the children's pastor with a child who is manifesting a demon. I'm in the men's bathroom in the stalls with a man. 
I'm in there with uh, and the females with the lady puking up green yuck junk. I'm in another building. I got to the point that I was responsible for 8,000 to 10,000 people every Friday night. Three or four different buildings. I ran. The ushers would be there. They couldn't, they were not allowed to say anything out loud. One voice. Mine. I was using the ancient dominion that I was learning about the power over these demonics to bind them up. To forbid them to continue to manifest. We had this one young 16 year old girl. She was in a drug rehab program. She had come down with her um, pastor or something. She manifested. Pastor, we took her in to a session. He wouldn't even look. Her eyes were rolled back in her head. Now, if that had been seen in the mental health world, then here comes the shot. The girl was gone. Most of these manifestations, the human spirit, the conscious awareness is nowhere around. It's pure demonic spirit against your spirit. I've been spit at, bit at, ripped at, clawed at, attacked growled at and I've had to stand in my dominion as a king had to watch Jesus as he did it I had to know this power this dominion that I was given in Genesis one twenty six. many many years I did this so this one girl came I'll show you how it got in trouble this one girl came uh, she was over 21 and she was just feeling suicidal and just couldn't get on with God. And I said, why don't we just pray that anything that was anti-Christ. Now, I knew that was a strong man. That's against God and, you know, his word and his love. Let's just pray that that be taken out of your life if there's something there. Or let's bind it up. She said, that sounds good. So I said a prayer, non-specific prayer. Next week, a letter comes to the chaplain. How dare I speak against Mother Mary? She was a Catholic. I get a phone call. I didn't do that. Never said that word. But something happened. Old Mother Mary got cast out. I got in trouble all the time. This one case, this lady, beautiful lady, came. She was manifesting. The ushers got me. And I bound everything up according to Matthew eighteen eighteen, and told her and her friends, do not attempt deliverance on her when you go back to the hotel. She'll be fine to get through the praise and worship because the agitation of this presence was so powerful. So then what happened is they didn't listen to me. They went back to the hotel room, proceeded to cast out, didn't know anything. Because I told them, don't do it. Go home, talk, let her talk to her pastor. Let him deal with it. Well, he tried, and that didn't work. And her father, now she's over 21, had to put her in a psychiatric hospital. He calls back to the chaplain, not the senior. Said, I put in 17. I get a phone call. What did I do? Do I remember this lady in the yellow sweater? Yes, sir, I do. He asked me what I did. I said, I am not going to break the rules. I was told by pastor that I am not allowed to do any deliverance, only bind by both the head usher and the pastor and I'm not going to break the rules I said why what happened well she ended up in a psychiatric hospital and her father 
is blaming you for putting them in there because she didn't act like that. We ran into that all the time. They don't act like this at home in church. I don't know why. I just know what I was supposed to do. And I learned through this that helping people the Lord's way is very dangerous. That one person who had deliverance, they went and set themselves on fire and died. So you had to be very careful what you said. We were dealing with suicidal people, people who were hearing voices saying to go kill your parents, kill yourself. We were dealing with mental health issues, and the deliverance team was a special team. We were supposed to move in the gift of the spirits. We were supposed to know what we were doing. Then after a while, we got asked by the evangelist to sit on the platform to be watchers. To look over the congregation and keep an eye and bind up anything that would be attacking spiritually. Oh yeah, that was going on. We had a lot of witches come there. They were saying spells and curses coming at the choir, coming against the evangelists and the pastors. They wanted us on the platform, so we had to dress up. Sit next to the prayer team captain. Be called in a moment's notice and go. Never expected that when you're uh, learning how to help people the Lord's way. But it was all a part of it. You had to have that dominion, that authority. You had to think, I have. I sit high up. I'm sitting and supporting the pastor, and I'm right behind him. I had to even go tell the the pastor's wife not to accept a bracelet from Korea. It had demonics attached to it. We were protectors and shepherds. And we were warriors and fighters. I had to study David. I had to study all the battles of the Lord to understand his dominion. I had to say that this God was a warring God against these things. I had to see the calmness that you had, but the training and the knowledge that you had to have to walk in your dominion. Your ancient dominion that was granted and given and prophesied and decreed and declared to the human spirit in Genesis 1.26. God said, I'm going to make you in my image, just like me, you're a God. And I'm going to make you in my likeness, you're going to be a God of agape love, joy and peace. You're going to have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. The spirit of life. And you're going to have dominion over things on the earth. Now in another class I'm going to talk about how the dominion over the earth is two or three different levels. I was beginning to move in dominion. But God's still not done yet. So this is going on. Dawn had come. I'm reading Rebecca Brown's book. More books are being read. More practices being done. More deliverance work. I'm learning about, oh my gosh. And this precious young girl, she was telling us, we, we would get the list and then other things would show up. This one girl, she had had cancer. And she was recommended to by the doctor to go take yoga because it's real stressful cancer treatment. So he got in there and some Chinese guy that was over 5,000 years old started speaking through her mouth. She picked it up through yoga. I'm going, okay, that ain't in the book. That ain't on the list. 
We had another, a young girl, precious girl. She started telling us when she was five years old. Her uncle would come through her window, get her spirit, and take her to a witchcraft meeting. That is not in the mental health books or in the strongman book. But when you read the Rebecca Brown books, you see that astral travel going in and out of human bodies was normal. Did I have to learn a whole bunch? Because what was getting ready to come my way? <sighs> then came Amanda. Amanda was sent in. She was a part of the Black Forest clan. She was 14 years old. She was sent in to stop me. What was I doing? Praying and loving Satanists and witches. God had given me a love that he had for these spiritually oppressed and held captive spirits. They were the most spiritually in slavery and darkness and ignorance than most people. I would cry many, many nights for them. I just prayed that God would help them and send somebody. And he always said, I'm sending you. And I couldn't understand even what I was doing about learning ancient dominion. It was going to be used where he was sending me. So there was earthquakes and things were happening over there. So a whole clan called the Black Forest Clan was sent in to take me out. To threaten me that if I didn't stop loving the Satanist and praying for them, they were going to kill me. All I was doing was praying quietly, crying out to God to help them. That was all. I was on the deliverance team. I was casting out. I was using my ancient dominion. I was moving in the power of God in his presence. Things were coming together. Amanda shows up. But God had a bigger plan. The story, what we learned later, was this whole group was supposed to come. They were supposed to come. His name was Al, and there was Chris, and there was uh, Robin. Well, the Jeep wouldn't work. So Chris and Owl stayed back. Amanda and Robin came. But Robin got to the door, the front door of the church, and got so sick the demonics in her were manifesting so much and preventing her from going in. But Amanda came on in. She was a chosen one, a queen in the making. She was to come to the altar. They knew that they would call me if she said she was a witch or Satanist. They would get me. And she was supposed to threaten me. And uh, they were slashing my tires while it's supposed to be doing. So when I came down the stairs, God gives me a word of knowledge for her. I'm moving in ancient dominion again. said, you have an assignment. And your assignment is to get pregnant by a prayer team member. Kill the baby so that God can, so Satan will laugh and talk about how he killed the revival. She says, how do you know that? You're not a witch. I said, no, God just told me. Ancient dominion at work. I said, do you want to come out of the darkness, sweetie? You can, you know. Remember, my heart was ready for her. I saw the bondage spiritually. I knew what kind of life spiritually she was leaving through reading the Rebecca book, studying and reading, knowing God's heart. So me and her and another prayer team lady and an usher went to the usher's room. Out of the black mist came this little bitty spirit. After I bound everything up, I said, come on, come on. 
this little girl named Amanda came forth, little child, probably two, three years old. God was drawing her out of the darkness. I prayed that she would accept Jesus Christ, and she did. She slipped back into the darkness and the mist. She got saved on October the 9th, 1998. She was 14 years old, biologically. Her birthday, her satanic, that was her satanic birthday. Her actual biological birthday was October the 27th. They take the 2 and the 7, they add it together and make 9. So her satanic birthday was October the 9th. It was a Friday night. She got saved. The usher got her into the youth thing, really didn't pay much attention. Then she started following me to my car. She had found something that she had been looking for all her life, a spiritual mother. I was walking in dominion as a spiritual mother now. So she would write me letters. I have a lot of them. She started talking about her life. Man, I got in a lot of trouble over her because her mother didn't like what was happening because Amanda didn't want to follow the family's rules anymore of Satanism. She had disassociation, multiple personalities. I got in trouble because I told a youth pastor that she had that, and they told her and told her mom, and they weren't supposed to do it. They were not very ethical pastors. So I'm just doing church, and I was told to stay away from her, but she wanted to be with me. She tried to get me. She'd call me. She would email me, just test and trial. She was hanging on to something she found, love. She hung on tight. She's still around. She's out west now. Excuse me. She's not doing physically too well. Her mother's dead. Her father's dead. All her people she knows, they're all gone. But she's still here. Then, what do you think happened? Don't have any idea, huh? Came another one. Before that one came, I took Amanda into my home. A lot of stories about that. Trying to help her the Lord's way. Then came one named Candy. Candy sat in the first seat of the Brotherhood and the International Illuminati. Got a phone call one, oh gosh, one Friday afternoon. Four of them from the church. This young Bible student had been at a park with her children, ran into this lady named Candy. One of her children had lost a sock, and they got talking, and Candy said she was a Satanist and a witch, very proud of it. And this Bible student, this lady was very afraid to say anything or lead her or tell her about Jesus. So she went and talked to her Bible school at the time that was connected to the church, spiritual advisor and he advised her don't you call her because her people play for keeps now her husband was out of town so she was alone alone with her two or three children so the church calls me three and four times to call her they wanted to get her saved i go why don't you do it now they knew my reputation as a deliverance worker prayer team this is what i did so i called her on the phone and i asked her I said, you understand you're a Satanist, are you? And you met this lady? Yeah. 
And uh, the lady said, you were interested in something. Yeah, I am. She, I saw something in her eyes that I don't have. I go, what was that? She said, some kind of joy. I don't have that. And the happiness I do have, they can take it away from me. I had to learn how to hear a lot of they's and the family. Of course, they're not talking about humans. They're talking about demonics under that ancient dominion. So I led her to the Lord. I got the joy in her, and then we began. My job with her was to do major deliverance work and use that ancient dominion and authority. She had been in the number one spot. She had more than even Amanda did. She got saved on October the 31st. She never went to the church I was at. She couldn't. I took her to her first church service, but she couldn't stay in it. The demons were too powerful, and she manifested. But eventually, I was able to do two or three years of hard deliverance work using ancient dominion to get her into a church. And I knew my job was to be in the gutters with her, down there in the deepness. Even Jesus showed us when he did the deliverance work with the man in the tombs, cast out a legion. He didn't go into the town, right? He let him go home and tell everybody what great things the Lord had done. He came back later. Jesus didn't stay around. He led people to the Lord. He got them to believe and moved on. Because the Holy Spirit then would take over. So Candy's stories are up. Amanda's stories are up. I learned about an ancient dominion. That I did not have in mental health counseling. And it took years of studying and learning. Not only to believe it. But to walk in it. To think in it. And to act in it. To understand it. I'm always reviewing. I reviewed today. Let me tell you what the word dominion means. I looked it up. Just for this. I looked it up in the Greek and the Hebrew. It means in the Hebrew to tread down, subjugate, to crumble, to have over, prevail against, reign, rule, to take, to have dominion, to govern, to reign, to rule, to have power. A ruler, rule in a realm, to have government. The power to rule, to be a master, to marry and be a husband, to be the owner, the captain and chief, to be great. He that has it, Lord, married. A hand indicating, an open hand indicating power. That's the right arm of power. In the Greek, it means to rule, to have dominion, be lord of, exercise lordship over, have mastery over, have the government over, to use strength, vigor, to be powerful, to control and subjugate, to overcome. Then I went to the Webster's Dictionary. You don't think I'm going to come here unprepared. Dominion meant a territory, a domain. You'll hear a lot about this with Miles Monroe in Rediscovering the Kingdom. Supreme authority, sovereignty, 
study kings and queens. An order of angels, a self-governing system, nation, land, or territory. You'll learn later that this dominion must not only cover my spirit, the land and territory of my soul, my physical body, but it's to be used on the earth against ungodly things that are controlling nations. It's to help other people set nations free. It's also to train up spiritually kings to rule spiritually. It's a monarch. It's the head of state. It has absolute rulership. Reign means royal authority. Sovereignty. A king. The influence of a monarch. To possess or exercise power. To hold office or chief of state. To be preeminent. Rule is a prescribed guide. Or conduct or action. It's a written order or a direction. It's a governor, one that governs, one that exercises authority and dominion over an area or a group, an official appointed to act as ruler, as chief, executive head. On a political government. It's a commanding officer. It's a managing director. It's the principal officer. It's also a government. The act of governing. The office and the authority or the function of governing. It's a master. It has the chief authority. It's a husband. means a manager and a steward. It's the general manager of something. Right now there's a nation that its current government feels fatherless and they are desiring to have a king again because what's ruling it, it cannot give it what it needs. A nation is people. It needs a father. That's what kings and queens do. You go study Queen Elizabeth I. She never married. She married her nation. Her nation was her children, her family. She gave her life for it. You listen to Queen Elizabeth II now. That is her life. Her na- she has a family. But if you study her early years, she even would give up her children for the empire and the kingdom. When you're at that level, the kingdom, the nations, and the people are your responsibility. They are your family. You are the head, the husband, the Lord, the owner of it. You hold the property. You possess it. You have power over it. You control. You acknowledge something to be true. You're the captain and the chief. There's good kings and queens and bad ones. First, I had to learn ancient dominion. I had to learn that I had some power. Do you know in mental health counseling, people feel powerless. There's no hope. 
Even now, the psychiatrists and psychologists are trying to figure out how do we give hope to people? Because all they can tell them is there's no cure. Just take your medicine. Learn how to manage it. And when you can't, contact the crisis line. That's not hope. They offer no healing. They offer no dominion over what's there. Whatever that is. But the way that the Lord works and helps people. It does offer dominion. It does offer hope and healing. Pastor Deborah was learning. She was just at the very beginning. It took years to walk. It took years to get ready to meet Amanda and Candy. It took getting in trouble in the church. I was just a volunteer. I didn't talk about what I was going through with family. I didn't gripe and complain. I took the punishment. The banishment. The sitting down. And then I kept going. I didn't give up. I didn't quit. I knew God was directing me every step of the way. He was using everything. Movies. Neo. The Matrix. Kings and queens. Queen Elizabeth I. All the kingdoms. He was using Miles Monroe and the king and the kingship. He was using the Bible. The Bible movies. He's using every military movie, World War Two. He was using everything to bring back ancient dominion to here, to my concepts. Because I had to have that and walk in it and live in it. So I could help people the Lord's way. I had to know there was a spiritual enemy. It was real. I watched true stories. I watched The Exorcist again. I watched Emily Rose, The Last Rite. Go watch The End of Days, excellent, with Arnold Schwarzenegger. True stories out there about possession, about witchcraft. There's plenty. Lambs to the Slaughter, Joanne Michelson. They live this. They have come out. They talk about psychic healings. The psychics are there. The witchcraft, the occult, they're there. But in mental health, you don't study that. Oh, that world is trying to help people. They're cleansing homes. The Catholics believe in dominion and casting out, but not the Protestants. And those that do it, they are loud and aggressive. They're putting on a show. Jesus never did that. He was a quiet man. You don't have to yell. The demons are not hard of hearing. We used to cover up like this. Children's ears. We're not, we don't want to talk to them. We want to talk to that demon in there. I can do deliverance on the phone, in the spirit, in my sleep. It doesn't matter. Because my spirit was rising up in ancient dominion. It was learning. It was growing and developing. And then it would be tested and tried by fire. And it had to hold and it had to love all the way through it. Because when you start working, helping people the Lord's way, the enemy will respond. The attacks will come against you to kill you. I've been poisoned. I've been shot at. I've had gunshots in my car. I've had my credit cards stolen. I've had them run 
red lights. I've had husband come after me in the kitchen to put his hands around my throat. Been verbally attacked, lost jobs, got kicked out of churches. It isn't pleasant when you rise up in ancient dominion with the love of God in your heart to help spiritually people who cannot help themselves. I became a spiritual sniper through prayer. I could shoot a prayer miles off and it hit the target. I could give an order and it be done. I could ask for angel planes and cars to come. They came. I was using ancient dominion that I knew nothing about. And I had to have it. I had to learn to walk in it correctly. I couldn't talk about it. I was a very quiet, confident king. I wrote every word of Miles Monroe's videos out. Read his books over and over. Looked up every scripture. Read it and read it. Prayed about it. Studied England. Studied kings and queens. Studied ancient history and wars. I had a warrior. When you have dominion, you're going to have a warrior spirit. You're going to have a king in you. Go study the Old Testament. Look at the battles of the kings and the battles to set people free in Egypt. Dominion will require you to be a soldier and a warrior. You're going into warfare. Even to speak life into somebody who's dead. You must be a warrior against death. You must know that you have been given the keys to hell, death, and the grave itself. I must be able to walk into hell with all dominion. Knowing I have the keys to it. In my resurrected state. And I can stop the flames and the torture. And I can preach and the love of God to those people. And get them saved and wipe out and clean out hell. At the Father's desires. When he leads me we go. I'm walking in ancient dominion that he had. That's what gods do. They are powerful. Study gods of the Greek gods. Study the gods of Egypt. Study that Pharaoh was God on earth. They had it. You are a God with ancient dominion. That is what the human spirit is. It is a God that is sent to this earth to rule and reign it with a government over itself first. Then over the nations, over the resources, and to set the people free of the other kingdom. When you learn ancient dominion, you go into battle. You had better have a tough spirit, a fighting spirit. You better be a soldier and go and study D-Day. Study the enemy. You must have that kind of mentality. I was beginning. Mental health counselors didn't have that. I don't get paid for anything I do. I don't charge. It's all free. 
It's all free. There's no insurance companies. They don't believe in demons anyway and casting out. And I don't do it in front of people. I don't embarrass. Love covers them up, protects them. It's not going to embarrass them. Especially when they barely believe it. and they're tr- You don't do that to these little ones. You protect. This is between me and the other guys. Spiritually. So enjoy this class. And if you want to help people the Lord's way, then you're going to have to discover the ancient dominion out of Genesis one twenty six that Miles Monroe talked about, that Pastor Deborah found, and then you're going to have to study the enemy. And you're going to have to learn how to do and rule with ancient dominion. Love, Pastor Deborah. Hope to get this up today. We're working our way through the basic classes. Excuse me. So enjoy. Love you so much. Hope to see you out there. Learning and growing. and so. If you want to learn more, you may be free to come. Look at all the website. Look at all the videos. Right now, this class is you must know, believe in, walk in, ancient dominion, the power and authority of a government, the kingdom of heaven. You must rise up here as a king who is a God from the kingdom of heaven, made in your father's image and likeness of a warrior, of a God. With the heart of a mother. Love. Pastor Deborah. Bye. See you next time. And be safe out there. Bye bye. Thank you for listening and watching this video. It is an honor and a pleasure. To have you stopped by today. And watch. This is Pastor Deborah, And I hope you come again. And watch many many more videos. And learn and grow spiritually. And hear how she has helped people spiritually, the Lord's way, for many, many years. Come again. Watch another one. And we welcome you to be a subscriber to the channel, to make comments. And if you wish to contact Pastor Deborah, please email her at her email address for the ministry. At Pastor Deborah at agapeloveishere.org. You can also see these videos on Twitter and on the website in the many different sections that they are put into. Enjoy, and it was once again an honor to have you watch and listen. Thank you, and come again to another video of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministry, a ministry of helping people the Lord's way that Pastor Deborah has been doing for many years many years. Love always and forever. Pastor Deborah.